0: that's it. I was like, my career is over. I had like no confidence or no, I was like a shell of like my former self.
1: You don't often get to hear about the real human implications of cancel culture. You don't get to hear how it feels for the recipient. You don't get to see how it plays out in the moment. My next guest, he can tell you. Jack Maynard was caught in the middle of a well known, well documented British council culture moment when something that he had said almost 10 years earlier resurfaced while he was at the peak of his powers, while he was fulfilling his dream, while he was in the middle of filming, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, a couple of years ago. And the events that would unfold following that council culture moment would change him forever PTSD, anxiety, depression, shame. He even remarked today that there was a high chance he wasn't going to make it to this podcast because some of those symptoms still remain. I guess the question is, how do you pick yourself up from something like that? How do those moments feel? What actually happens when you're told while you're in the middle of the jungle in Australia, filming a show that the outside world has turned against you? These are the things you can only learn from hearing the truth from someone that's been through those situations. So without further ado... My name is Stephen Bartlett, and this is the Driver CEO. I hope nobody's listening. But if you are, then please keep this to yourself. So, Jack, um, I did a lot of research on you and your your background, what you're into, the work yeah. you do, and your sort of professional endeavours are quite eclectic. They're, you know, it's hard to pin down whether you consider yourself to be a YouTuber now yeah. or a DJ yeah. or something else. So I wanted to, <laughs> despite all the research, I wanted to ask you, like, I'm not a fan of like l- labeling oneself, yeah, but yeah, yeah. How, do you, how do you classify yourself I still
0: now? do describe myself as a YouTuber. Like to everyone I me, I kind of say, oh yeah, you know, I do YouTube and you still to this day get a look of like, what do you mean you do YouTube? That's your job. But I think, like you just said, there's kind of a collective of things that I do. And when I kind of break it down to everything I do, they, yeah, like kind of fully understand now. Like very recently as well, people have only just started to understand like what it actually is in that YouTube and just social media itself can be obviously a job. So, yeah, I still go for YouTube. That's my... You, you don't post as much as you used to on, on your YouTube, main channel. No, mainly because literally at the beginning of last year I decided right I want to go kind of bigger productions a lot like a lot of the music videos I've done and and things like that and I just want to kind of get out there like other I'm kind of really want to just get loads of like celebrities and like reality tv stars on my channel and do loads of fun things in places like you know all over the world with them and then obviously kind of covid came in because I was just at a point where I was so like honestly like sick to death of filming videos at home like in my flat you know i was honestly just beyond bored and i had so many other things i was doing as well
1: you have i I think you i think i saw four videos this
0: year on your youtube channel not many is it No, (laughs) considering i was uploading once or twice a week yeah before but yeah like i said i really just kind of couldn't face doing those kind of videos And, and for me youtube's always been something that i enjoy so much and my best videos are honestly, the videos I've kind of enjoyed making the most.
1: What's the, like, the, you know, people will look at YouTubers, especially, especially young kids, and they think, oh, God, I'd love to be a YouTuber. I think I read a report yeah. that said um, one of the, especially in the, the Western world in the UK, one of the jobs that people aspire to, young kids aspire to the most, Gen Z, is to become a YouTuber. Yeah. But I'm sure, and I know because I've spoken to a lot of YouTubers, that
0: there's a lot of um, adverse side effects of the job. Yeah, definitely. I think, well the first thing is people think it's obviously like people do think it's easy 100 percent. you know you get to sit around making silly videos in their eyes i think if you ask, you know 100 people probably 80 of them would probably say oh they just kind of sit around making like stupid videos they don't see a lot of the stuff kind of that goes into it but it's definitely not easy you know there's no guarantee that you're going to do well on it you have no idea if you do well on it how long that will last and all like you know there's all those kind of things and it's just a lot of pressure because it's not like a cool i know i'm gonna do these every week i'm gonna get paid like x amount this is gonna be my job this is gonna be my career like you're on a salary it's like no you could you know you could put all your time and effort into it and maybe like money into certain things you're trying to do and if it doesn't pay off it's definitely and the algorithm changes yeah well things are changing on it constantly you've got to really like kind of try and the numbers keep drop up. yeah exactly it's it it anxious yeah you can have a month where you do really bad or you upload a certain video that you're really proud of and it does really bad and you're just like, oh God, why is that? And then you kind of fall back to your safety now of things that you know maybe will do well, but you don't want to do those anymore. And it's just like a, yeah, it's very hard. And I think it does affect people in like many different ways. Some people kind of love that and they love the challenge. and want to keep on going, which is amazing. But like, yeah, like I said, there are people who want to do this one thing which can mm. do incredibly well and then it switches and it suddenly doesn't do well anymore mm. not through any fault of their own but just because youtube have kind of decided yeah we want to see more of stuff like this mm. and they can push all that kind of content and yeah people get incredibly bad like mental health for me and i think people are very vocal about that now as well which is which is amazing so it's really good but i think yeah especially Obviously, all YouTubers are pretty much like self-employed. So if you are doing very well, and then one minute it drops and that's it.
1: I remember Frankie Kokoza
0: said to me, yeah. do you know Frankie? Yeah, he's from Brighton. Yeah, so Frankie up, said too.
1: to me one day, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, that um, obviously after all the fame he had, mm. a fairly young age, X Factor, he did a couple of other shows, and then the money dried up. Yeah. And he was like, well, I can't go and work at fucking Tesco now because yeah. I he just- like
0: an ego still. Yeah. He and have money, is the but the yeah. ego is kind of still
1: there in a way. I see that with YouTubers a lot, I think. I think they, because they've, they've been in the public spotlight and mm. they've built fame, yeah. you know, or notoriety in whatever way, they then feel like they, they can't go and have a normal life because yeah. fame, mm. your, your family are fairly famous, I'd say. Yeah, relatively. Yeah. Yeah. Heard your, 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 grandpa- your grandparent, your granddad and your, your dad were also singers.
0: Yeah, so my granddad, I, I don't know, like, too much about it. So I know my dad I'm pretty sure did, like, West End when he was younger. Kind of like a kid, but you might so still be like, making that up. Very give <laughs> no, me it up. I have no evidence of this. <laughs> I used to be a
1: football player, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. but uh, so he did that, and then yeah, my granddad as well was like a kind of like stage singer, nice. and things like that. Um, so I think that's probably where my brother gets it from. That's for sure, and I guess he's had like the most fame out of all of us. Um, but again, yeah, he kind of started on. He's the more you know traditional, like famous, like pop star, whatever you want to call it, but. He kind of, yeah, the same as me started on YouTube and he's kind of like back to that now as I well. was kind of gone full circle. So he's kind of back on there and- yeah.
1: How was that when, when he, I've got two brothers and I know people ask you a lot and I've seen them ask you a million times, like, oh, are you jealous of your brother or like yeah. whatever. But um, how was that when he started to get a little bit more well known? Um, and you're a younger brother. Yeah, yeah, he's two years older than me. So I've got two older brothers as well, so I can relate. Okay. but I can't relate to them being famous. Yeah,
0: <laughs> To be honest, it was there like, Honestly, was no jealousy because I think one, I was so young. Like I was literally still in school, just yeah. finishing school, like leaving school. He was like kind of, yeah, relatively famous, got signed, all of this. So he's doing like really well, great money coming in, like moved to London, all of these things. So it was just like so cool. for me. It was like so cool to just be around all of that stuff and just experience it all with him. So it was kind of more, again, like I said, not jealousy, but I like saw, I just saw yeah, like opportunity there. I was like. There must be something I can do, even if it's like working for my brother somehow, doing something. God knows what it would have been, but like, I knew I could have kind of figured something out. And just conveniently, my brother, like basically broke up with his girlfriend. She moved out and he was like, oh, do you want to come and live in London with me? I was like, yes, yes, obviously I want to do that. (laughs) Absolutely. So I made a deal with my brother because he kind of knew, he was like, I was always umming and ahhing about starting YouTube. And he was like, well, let's make a deal. This was the best deal I kind of like ever made in my life in a way. Because like, I'll let you live in London with me, rent free. But you have to like, you know, promise to, you'll make it and put out a YouTube video once a week, every week. Just Why like, did he say that to you? Because I think he like, it just needed, he needed to like incentive from me that I am like actively like working. And I'm at the same time, I was still trying to find other work in London. But it's like, he wanted me to live with him like he did he did he kind of like needed me to live with him in a way but at the same time yeah he didn't want me just living there rent free sure. living it up doing nothing so yeah it was like a pretty good deal and very fortunately for me I could not really pinpoint why but yeah my youtube like took off really really fast after about kind of two months of doing youtube I didn't really need to find a job anymore i was making like more than enough money to kind of carry on and luckily he was like really good friends with people like and well and then so it was i like, at this point like casper lee joe sug all of these who were you know the OGs, OGs, and, like, <laughs> huge at this time so we all just kind of started filming you know every video like all together as like a big yeah. group and then it just like yeah really like blew up from there so the golden days pretty lucky <laughs> yeah definitely
1: definitely like the, the golden, golden days, days that's for cheap, sure right yeah it was Everyone talks about those moments Like Alfie does the same And I know Josh I've met him a few times Yeah It's fair
0: to say It was so much easier then Like I could sit at home And film some weird Game with my friends And get like 3 million views In like a week Just off that one video So it was just like now? Now if I did that It wouldn't Yeah It wouldn't do the same So this is when I got to the point Where I was like Right I want to Do like something different From all the others I don't want to come up With the next YouTube idea I kind of want to Break ground In terms of like tv and mm. and youtube was, tv
1: yeah your first experience on tv mainstream tv was that on yeah. celeb yeah how did you feel you get the phone call
0: um i didn't think it was gonna i honestly did not think i was gonna get on it whatsoever but i was like let's definitely go to that meeting you know the whole
1: thing of let, so, you get a phone so they call. can see my face and, and they're all like all we'd love stuff. to just chat to you about something
0: you go yeah, and meet them just yeah. called me in flight a meeting and i don't know what it was that day i remember leaving the meeting thinking Either they're just like really nice And good at acting Or that went like so well Mm. I just like kind of felt like I was on fire that day (laughs) I kind of went in there like nothing to lose I was like I'm not going to get it But this will be you know I was more thinking cool Maybe next year Then Mm. the next one Then I like will get on If I carry on and do all this kind of stuff Was it an audition? It wasn't an audition It was just a meeting Meeting Met like the Like the casting people I guess And I know a few of my friends Had also met them I think like Casper and stuff had uh, also met them. It was like two months. I just had the meeting. And I never told anyone for some reason. Like again, like I said, because I just didn't think it was going to happen. And then the boys, oh yeah, this like meeting as well. And I was like, oh oh, well, you all went there Bastards. then. So I was like, yeah. oh god, I'm up against like, <laughs> feel like these up, like, people. I was yeah. like, I'm definitely. I don't think I'm going to get it then. And they're like, oh yeah, and well, no, we got the we got told like a couple of weeks ago that oh, you know it's not going to go any further. But thanks for coming in. And I was like, oh, I haven't got that call. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. I was thinking. I was like. Yes, I'm pretty sure that hasn't happened unless my manager hasn't told me or something. And literally it's like the next day they called, Oh, we really want to meet Jack again. And I think I met them. I can't really remember the meeting. This one was more just sort of like a kind of how it all goes. If I do do it and literally like the next day they were like, cool, we want Jack to do it. Can you do it? I was like, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> obviously I can do it. I was so scared though, because I'm actually like terrified of, bugs Bugs. (laughs) so i was so excited and i was like this is it
1: could you you couldn't tell people for a while right no
0: i couldn't obviously i did (laughs) (laughs) but i was just like i I I was like so scared i was like how the hell has this happened but the one thing i will say i didn't is and this is like bad obviously i did when i knew i was doing it but i never actually really watched the show before Mm -hmm. obviously i completely knew what it was but i didn't realize how big the show was Mm. i didn't realize at that time, it was arguably the biggest show like in the country. Huge like, yeah. yeah, between like that, like, kind of Strictly and yeah. things like that. They are all like battling out for number one. So yeah, I just kind of prepared myself for it all. Like I said, I was I was feeling great going into it. I was feeling like really good. How much notice did you get between knowing you were on the show? I think I actually knew for like a while. I must have known for like a couple of months. Right. I remember getting there and people were like, oh, I found out literally like, Couple of weeks ago, really, but I was I knew for like ages like I said I guess they knew they were getting a youtuber on like mm. probably at the end of the season before they're like, Oh, next year we need a youtuber or something. So, you fly to Australia, yeah. I'd done all my stuff, I was feeling good. Flew to Australia and I was the first one to get there, so I was there for a week, Dips. like no phone. <laughs> and I was an idiot because when like I said when I was in the jungle, people were telling me, like Oh, do you not just bring another phone and like hide it? and I was like, Obviously I was too scared to do that So I was like Oh no I actually didn't do that Yeah everyone did All the other guests had phones They just like had another phone with them Somewhere in their suitcase So they were just like Talking to their friends I guess whatever Like No I didn't know who else was there at the time But when I was in the camp While they were in the jungle No 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 Whilst they were like in the Like kind of The lockdown-y kind of thing Before you shut in a hotel room For a week And And you you didn't have a phone Don't see anyone Didn't have a phone Oh it was a boring time of my life And you're like jet lagged as well But Luckily, the lady who was looking after me, yeah, she just, I could not leave my room without her being next to me, but she was really nice. Like, we got along so well. So, I was really happy with that. And every morning at breakfast, she's like, oh, like, you know, another one's got here, another one's got here. And she wouldn't tell me who it was, but she'd give me clues. And then I was like, oh, it, it was just annoying me. I was like, I wonder how my social media is going. Yeah. <laughs> because that's just what my thing I was. Like, an everyday thing for me. I post like, every day, do all these things. It was so weird not checking it. And I was like, look, let's make a deal. I'll cut a deal with you. There was no deal on my heart, on my part, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, will you do me, do me a favor? Just don't have to, don't see anything. Can you just go on my Instagram and let me look at like what's been uploaded and let me just see it's going well? And I think at the time I was averaging like 40 to like 60,000 likes. So it was going like pretty well. And then she's like, Yeah, but you can't look at the comments or anything. So they might be saying who's in there. I was like, Deal. And I didn't actually look. But I was looked at my photos and I was getting like 250,000 likes. And I was like, what (laughs) and that's when i realized how big the show was like that that moment i was like oh my god just from being announced yeah like Mm. it's just gone crazy and i I was thinking you know maybe they're making a bit of a like it probably is causing debate like Mm. oh this youtuber is he a celebrity is he not Mm. and i was like welcoming that because i was like let's get more people like talking about me gets my name out there more so that's when i was like oh my god this is massive. I need to win this. Oh, really? <laughs> so I was like, I need to. I need to win this. What was your strategy?
1: Because I've always thought, if I ever got into like a reality TV show, I'd be like, how do I not be a prick?
0: Like... <laughs> For me, it was just on it. Like, to be honest, yourself. at that point, I had like, no anxiety, no stresses. I was not scared at all. I wasn't even like nervous. Like nerves never hit me. That was always one of my strengths I found. So I was just, yeah, I was like, confident not so much confident that i'm gonna win but i'm just so confident that you know i know i can go in there and come across like fine i know i know i won't go on there and be like a horrible person or whatever that's mm-hmm. just not who i am so yeah i was confident and went in there first couple of days of filming with everyone just felt like great like so natural i guess i kind of knew what was going on a little bit we got partnered up straight away, and obviously the youngest—I was the youngest person on there, but I was the youngest guy. And then Toff was the youngest girl. And Then we got partnered. And it was like the people at home voted who was together. So I just kind of oh. saw where that was like going. Sure. And it was like cool. So they're trying to do that kind of story. So you went with for it. it. <laughs> so I think to be honest, I think she's like a very smart girl. I didn't ever play a character. But it was like play the most entertaining version of yourself the whole time. I'm just like, yeah, kind of giving the people what they want. And I knew she was doing the same as well. Mm -hmm. Like she read into the situation. And I I remember thinking, I was like, oh, it's going to (laughs) be... It sounds really mean for the other people on there. But I was like, I have like a feeling maybe it's going to be between like me and her. Or I think we'll both do like really well Mm -hmm. if we keep as we're going. It was just like little things like you realize we were just maybe saying the most like kind of jokes between everyone. And like we were maybe the most like just having the most like... like fun with it. A lot of people were quite stressed and stuff, but we we're having like a lot of fun. Um, and then yeah, obviously, it took like a massive turn. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, if you don't, that's fine. We can carry on. Then, yeah, I won. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you won. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, no one knows.
1: We're going to what happened next.
0: Um. I mean, I don't think I'm allowed to get too into in terms of, like, what happened worry, no, on it's just set. Been but it's, like, in terms of... <laughs> I won't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> so I was there in the morning. It was, like, super early. I mean, it must have been, like, 6 a.m. Mm. Something like that, 5, 6 a.m. And there's like, a rule. Like, two people always need to be in the camp at one point, And they were calling the, you know, the voices of God the person on the microphone was like calling people to go and do something like oh you need to go down there and, do this. and I realised I was on my own and I was like swear this isn't allowed and I was like oh well maybe you know we've been in here a few days now they're like loosening up and whatever you know we're all adults here I'm sure I'll be fine type thing and it's like oh Jack can you come to like the medical hut I was like oh okay and I had two things on my mind first being I had like a tick the day before like, mm. and so I was like oh maybe they're just Checking in on that, or this is where I guess like really depressing. I was like, Oh, here we go. Because they always in the show kind of pull someone to the side. and They have like kind of like a secret missiony type thing. Oh, yeah. They yeah. do in the show. There's always someone who has to do something without anyone else knowing. Is this that? Oh, maybe it's that. So I was like, going there, like really like, quite excited, intrigued. Mm-hmm. And then I went in there, it was just like all the producers and stuff. And I was like, this doesn't look very good. <laughs> so no. I was like, what? I was taken out. With, like, no explanation whatsoever. I had no idea. You weren't given an explanation? I was not told for, like, four hours. I got taken out, and the hotel's like, four hours away. And pretty much until I got my phone, which was at the hotel, which was that far away, I didn't know anything. They just said it was, like, oh, something online. I was, like, wow, that so really so- oh, that narrows it down. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, my whole life's online. They say something, something, something online. Something online. So I'm just thinking, like, absolute, like, worst-case scenarios of what could, like, possibly happen to... A young guy on TV Because I was thinking All kinds of things Like it's weird Like you're sitting there Thinking of things I know I've never Done in my life But I'm like oh god Someone could have said something Yeah someone said something Or made something up Or I don't know You're just thinking the worst Hmm. And you're panicking And then I mean it was like the weirdest You get back to your phone Yeah I get back to the hotel room Finally And I get my Phone And my phone's like So crazy And then well, I think like the next day I realized they'd actually like announced me being taken out before they took me out. So like, I mean, yeah, everyone knew why I'd left, but I didn't. So I was seeing things on my phone. I was like, what the hell? It was just like, everyone was just like, oh, you know, I hope you're okay. Like, I can't believe this and all that. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to look at it. I'm like kind of standing in my eyes closed like my phone's <laughs> man. I'm like, I don't know what to do. i got two calls I need to make here. got a call from my brother and then yeah. like a thousand from my manager. So I call my manager and it's like my manager, lawyers, the CEO my manager, everyone. There's like everyone of any importance hmm. in my life is on that call. And yeah, I just find out, you know, this is something that's been going on for like nearly a week in the papers and stuff of like tweets and everything like this. And obviously I'm in there. I don't have a phone, so I have no control. I can't say anything. How are you feeling then? I was like crying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. All, I was like all over the place I was, I was just so frustrated That's what it was I was like was so frustrated and like angry Why? I don't know I just felt This could have all Some They were sitting on the Like they were sitting on this for a while These tweets and stuff I just didn't know it because it was deleted Long before I went on this show Like a year before I even went on the show They didn't exist anymore Because they were awful they're stupid so i kind of got rid of them when i was kind of coming up on youtube as i like of the first thing my management made me do they're like cool let's go through everything and delete anything you've said that is just idiotic and i was like we should definitely definitely do that so i knew i'd had twitter since i was like 15 14 or something so it didn't have to get to the point where i was taken out hmm. to then have to address it all I, w- I wish i could have before i even went on or after or, or, or just after kind of like yeah. yeah. Like stuck with it and kind of
1: adds more drama to it. Let it the, yeah. It.
0: it just made it look, made it look worse. They said, Oh, Jack wanted to leave and address it. And I do feel like I did need to address it as soon as possible. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, yeah, I didn't say, yeah, I should, I should leave here and, and, cool. uh, and address these things. So it was just frustrating. And yeah, so I spoke to my management, we kind of went over everything and like, what happens now? And it's like, do you want us to come, to Australia? No. I was like, I just want to come home then. Because so I was like, although I knew I'd done like bad things, how it was all handled, I felt like I had like hatred at that point, at that moment in time. Anyway, mm-hmm. for the people that were involved, like in the show, that were like near me, like I said I was so frustrated. So I was like, I don't want to be here. No way. Mm-hmm. I want to come home then. If this if if this is it and I'm this is done, then I'm coming home. What is the point of me being here? Like, yeah, might as well come home. So, cool. That was arranged. I was literally a flight in like three hours or something. So, I just like legged it So yeah, airport. But, yeah, I, again, I hadn't like looked at my phone. I hadn't like looked at anything and like opened WhatsApp, Twitter, Instagram, like nothing. I still don't really know the extent of what's happened. And then I, like, yeah, I called my brother. Like, he was like speechless as well. But he, could, but again, like he'd kind of been, like I said, this has been going on for a week. So he's been on the phone to my management and stuff for like, you know, days and days and days going through all of this kind of trying to help. I don't know. I don't know really what they were asking him or how we could kind of help, but they were like, you know, I'm reach out to you. Don't say anything. Don't comment on anything. Don't do any of these things. And he was like trying to help in whatever way he could.
1: Did you worry that it might have an impact on him?
0: Yeah. When I spoke to him, that was kind of one of my first thoughts, to be honest. I felt like I, I just like fucked it for everyone. Like I said, at this point, I didn't really know. And then we were talking about it. He felt like, you know, this is my time to shine and all of this. It could have been like life changing if I'd have like, God, let's, let's say I went on like one could have been, yeah, life changing. It was, but not, mm-hmm. not in the right way. And then he was like, have you looked online or anything? And I was like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I was like scared. And he was like, oh, I think you should like, have a look. And I was like, why? He's like, look, just hang up have a look online and stuff go on twitter so i did when i went online on twitter to be honest all i saw was like support for me because it was a thing of everyone knew what i said was very stupid very naive me like really bad but you know people also knew what i was gonna say people have kind of been there themselves people understood that okay yeah he was like kid at the time I was actually like still in school when these things that happened it was before I had any kind of like following I didn't want you know the jack of today to be you know known as the jack of like when I was 15 I fully understand was, this is like one of the conversations I had with my mum I like except when I was like 15 16 or whatever I wasn't a very nice like kid I was pretty like bad I was like a kind of a naughty kid I guess mm. so people like understood that like, you're an idiot but at the same time we feel kind of like sorry that this has come back to like bite me on the ass you know like seven years later or something
1: in that moment when you you go online and you see everybody like the world is you know it must feel like the world is ending to some degree yeah what are your thoughts about your future in that moment and like
0: I, I thought that was it I was like my, that that's it I was like my career is over but I also wasn't thinking oh what am I gonna do but I was just like it is over don't care about what I'm gonna do now but I reckon that's it. But then also when I saw online and like the amount of support, I mean, it was like ridiculous. It's like trending number one, like Twitter and all of these things. But it was just like huge in the amount of celebrities that were like in my corner or whatever you want to say. It was like very overwhelming. The weirdest one I saw was like Katie Hopkins. I was like, like, she was like, oh, don't worry, Jack. You're an angel compared to me. Because obviously she was on the show and like nothing ever. I was like, (laughs) That's not yeah, the person. I don't want I don't what want behind to do you, There's it. like Donald like, Trump and Katie Hopkins. Then it was like, <laughs> everyone was just very divided. Mm. I, I think it was, a, to sum it up, you know, I apologize at loads of times on TV on my YouTube channel in like newspapers and everything. What's the silver lining? <laughs> oh my God, I like to think I probably actually won't go anything, won't go through anything as bad as that ever again. Like the toll, it kind of on me like, my mental health and everything, but that didn't kind of come until, like, a year after, because I think, like I said, although I was very upset and everything, I kind of brushed it all under the rug type thing and just put on, like, a happy face, like, oh, you know what, whatever, kind of time to get on with it, but me, it was like, I've definitely learned a lot from this, like, I know now what is and, like, absolutely isn't, like, acceptable and how to like deal with those things and like move forward and just how to face horrendous situations like that and like i said hold my hand up and fully take like the blame obviously but it was just like
1: did you have ptsd i think i read that somewhere yeah so
0: it was (laughs) like um so
1: you are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level And it means that I can be more efficient and to focus on more important things like bringing you the best episodes and guests on this show. So I become one of the 37,000 companies that have already made the move over to NetSuite. NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head to netsuite.com slash Bartlett for a free product tour. Back to the episode.
0: Yeah. P- PTSD, I think I read that somewhere. That yeah, like so it was like, <laughs> um, so like i said i wasn't facing it for ages and then like a year later or like 18 months later yeah i just started feeling like awful like really anxious like all the time and like just super like depressed but at the time i didn't know it was that i just felt really weird i was like what the hell is wrong with me even like go for like dinner with my friends without like wanting to like desperately leave and like feeling like so uncomfortable. Like, I could, like my safe place was like at my home. I just wanted to be at home. Became like a bit of an introvert because I didn't want to do anything. It massively affected my work in terms of I just couldn't face going to any kind of like meetings or anything, doing any kind of work. It would like for me to do that, I'd literally have to like, oh, it was like going through hell just to do like, just to go to like a meeting or something. I had no idea what it was. And I was very quiet about it. I never like spoke to anyone, which was obviously making it worse. And then,
1: how did it feel though? In terms of it was like it felt like a lack of
0: motivation. Yeah, or it was just like, like I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to have to face doing those things. I, I, basically now looking back on it I had like a complete loss of confidence. I kind of felt like oh, I wasn't good enough to do any of these things. I was like a shell of like my former self. Like I said before, I had like nothing i was so excited to do that show i was kind of going in there to win it and everything whereas now at that point if they asked me oh my god even if i hadn't been on it type thing before by felt the same if they asked me i'd have probably had to be like i don't think i can do it because i don't think i'd have had it in me to, to kind of push through and then yeah eventually my friends kind of clocked on like okay something's really wrong and i think they kind of knew it was my brother's been through it before like really badly before me and it was like him and a few others and they just kind like yeah like oh sat me down and yeah it's kind of like, it's like opened up to everyone what did they notice i was just like not myself like i said i was like one of them one of the main ones i remember was like my friend josh's birthday and i had this thing of like because i knew i would always want to like not go and leave these like events or dinners or whatever i'd go early it's like 20 minutes early so i could kind of get there they sit at the table and just like calm down type thing is essentially like i was having like an anxiety attack pretty much like once i got there when i was on the way so i'd get there and i like kind of get past it and then like get on with my night type thing and hopefully feel a bit better but most of the time i'd get there and i'd leave before and i'd just text them some weird excuse oh i've got to do this oh this has come up sorry i've got to go home Or I'd pretend like I never went. I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I'm just not feeling great, not going to come. So they were just like, what the hell is going on? And Jack pre-jungle? Yeah, uh, no, like no way. I was like the life of the party in a way kind of thing. I was up for doing everything and anything. You could like, couldn't stop me type thing. Mm. But take me back to the intervention. You said your friends
1: had like messaged you and sat you down. Your brother had messaged you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, kind of explained it to all of them. again, I still kept it like pretty... close friends and my manager because she needed to understand i didn't want to have to keep lying basically i don't know i think because she's been in the industry i think she probably knew Mm. what it was as well it's very common and and this is what i realized when i spoke to my friends because they were just like basically yeah like you know it's very like normal everyone like has it because at the time i said i knew my brother had it before what's it just like anxiety like depression like everything but i didn't i just didn't want to accept those things i didn't understand i didn't i hadn't really done any research i didn't really understand And when i spoke to my friends i then yeah understood what it was and although everyone's is very different from different things and and it's caused by different things like different triggers or whatever it's also like very much the same people deal with it in different ways of course but it is it's like the same like feeling and like Mm. overwhelming feeling and stuff so when they kind of explained that you know they all had it and my brother was like really good with it because i said he he'd had that anxiety like really bad and he still like he still does i still do i don't you don't it doesn't just disappear but you learn to to deal with it and yeah just having that conversation it's like cliche as it sounds just talking to people about it made me feel so much better like unexplainably better so uh And then SAS. And then there was just like kind of a gap between of like nothing, just kind of same old. Probably doing a bit more work, but at the same time still wasn't feeling great. But I think it had kind of like calmed down a bit. And I'd figured out little ways to deal with it. And then yeah, SAS. Tell me about that. Wanted me. That was like Which channel's that? uh, channel four. Channel four call you and they say Jack. You want Jack to do (laughs) SAS. I hadn't done any T V since When you find out How do you feel? I was like Terrified But I think I would have Anyway Because Like SAS is a It's crazy It's like the craziest show I mean Correct me if I'm wrong But I'd Probably say it's the hardest show There is It (laughs) be as well It is the hardest show There is to do So I was just I remember thinking Like why do I always get these Like really hard shows Why can't I just Go on like Celeb Juice or something (laughs) Like that So I'm going to sit there For the evening I was like, okay, what the hell am I gonna do here? Because I just know in the back of my head, I'm th- I'm saying yes to all these things. I'm just like, don't do it. I'm like, yes. Why not? And you know, they explained it to me as, you know, they were pretty black and white about it. Like, this one, this to be like his big TV comeback and all of this. And I knew that was gonna be um, a massive part of my storyline. I was like god I I know I'm gonna say yes to do this and I'm I'm gonna wanna not do it I don't wanna do it but you can't turn down something like this you can't turn down a show that big so obviously I've said yes and I'm going through with it and then yeah it kind of gets to the point where like my anxiety and everything and like my panic is like I mean the worst it's ever been I didn't even want to leave my house and just yeah straight away my manager's like I think it's time to See a therapist
1: Where was this in terms of The run up to the show um, Where it got the worst it's ever
0: been I'd say like Two months before The show started Yeah it's filmed in Like November Okay It was like yeah Probably like September-ish okay. It was like so bad So I was like yeah I think you're right I probably, I probably should I've never been to the therapist before So I was anxious about that in itself Which was really weird Like speaking to And feeling like You wanna like <laughs> feeling like you're gonna, want you want to like die in this room because it's just so, yeah. Like you don't, I don't even yeah. know like what I was thinking at the time, so to be honest with you. But it was just horrible. So yeah, seeing therapist like three, four times a week, doing all this, just trying to f- like figure it out before on the show, and then she's just like, yeah, it sounds like you've got like PTSD basically. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was yeah. like, when I hear that, I just think of like the army. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I think that's like quite dramatic. I was like, I don't even feel like qualified to be labeled as something like that because like I'm not getting like shot at somewhere. Like, yeah, yeah. how? Then she just, yeah, like explained it to me. And one of my like worst things was basically it made me feel like physically ill. Like I always feel like I'd want to leave because it made me feel like I was going to like throw up or something like there. And then I felt like I was like holding it. But it was like, yeah, really, really bad. Like can't really, you can't imagine like how bad it was and then the best thing that she did was she wrote this book it was called the idiot brain and it explains how your body reacts to the feeling of anxiety and like depression and like you know the whole fight or flight type thing and it basically just completely broke it down as to why i feel everything i do whilst it's happening and that, like, again, like I said, when I spoke to my friends, it made me feel like, oh, just that one thing. Yeah. It's like the biggest way. And that was, it was the same kind of thing. I was like, now I understand why these things are happening. And it's not like.
1: What, what was the key thing you took from that book in terms of just like a basic principle? It of- was
0: honestly the, like the science behind it. Yeah. It, it explained like the signals, like your brain's sending out to like your stomach and stuff, because it's like, it's a, you're in a sense of panic. It's mm. like imagine you walk across it, you're about to get hit by a car, and you had like loads of adrenaline type thing after. just like that, so it's a massive sense of panic, and your body wants to like get out of a something, get away from a situation. Like, they use examples from like the caveman times. It's like your body is like sensing danger that there is none. And this is kind of the whole problem with it. Like nothing's really happening, you're just scared of like, nothing. Like, you know, usually you do kind of get through it, and you're. it's like past memories relating it to trauma
1: situations
0: right yeah so it's just like a yeah pretty much just like a. that's why it was like a ptsd thing for me because i felt in a similar situation as when like the whole i'm a celeb thing happened really like i said at the time i didn't even know if it was that but when she kind of broke it down to me when do you think it all started and it just made so much sense for it to be because of that like it was all around work and like certain situations that all similar to to then because i'd kind of go to you know say an event and i just yeah you feel like i'm known as the kid who got kicked off i'm mm-hmm. anywhere i'd go that that would always you know people would always be kind of talking about it i honestly before then i probably would not have been able to do this <laughs> and like there's a high chance i'd have like cancelled last minute like last minute yeah, yeah, because yeah. i'd be like oh, i can do it i can do it and then it would come to the time and i'd be like no way i'd be, i can't even like get in the car and mm. and drive here but it was just, yeah And it would explain why, yeah Your body is literally feeling that way And it just, because it was like Oh, it makes you feel incredibly nauseous and stuff Because your body is like scared and sent in danger And thinks you need to escape a situation So it like, your body Like the last thing your body's worried about Is like digesting something mm. So I always had this thing I was, I was like, I never wanted to eat When I was yeah. anxious Because you're in flight Yeah
1: you're in I would mode.
0: not be thinking about eating I wouldn't even get hungry though Yeah But I would just not eat anything Like the whole day i lost like loads of weight from it as well.
1: One of the most important quotes I uh, I, I read in the book Lost Connections was um, as a society, we used to think that like mental health disorders like PTSD and anxiety yeah. and depression were a consequence of like something broken in you. Yeah. But in fact, everything you've described goes back 10,000 years to like, yeah. the like Savannah in Africa, a lion's running at me. Yeah. I'm like, I need my body to get ready for me to, yeah, exactly. to leg it. Yeah. And so there's there's nothing. The human body is working perfectly fine. In fact, the most more important question is like what's happened to you. Mm. And like, and that's and that's where that's where my perspective on on mental health disorders shifted because I didn't believe that um, when I looked at the data and there's this huge rise in mental health disorders. Yeah, and I know that like. Human beings aren't evolving anymore. We're not changing anymore. So you think, okay, if there's a rise in the the data, what has changed to cause that? And then you think, okay, well, the only thing that's really fundamentally changed is the world we live in.
2: Mm.
1: You start looking at the world we live in and you say, how how has that changed? You say, well, you know, uh, 15 years ago, the average American would say they had three people they could turn to in a time of crisis. They now say they have zero. We're now living in these white walls alone, tapping screens. We're not speaking Mm -hmm. to friends. And all of these factors which are conducive with like positive mental health have now been slowly torn away. I mean, the lockdown is a great example of like extreme. And then there was a study which I talk about in my book where if you get an animal and you put it in a cage and you take away um, any uh, companionship, you take away all other animals of its type Mm -hmm. and you take away the ability for it to exercise and you take away anything that might give it stimulation and then you give it the choice of drinking heroin water or normal water, they all become drug addicts. Yeah. And uh, if you, if you reintroduce like a, a running wheel and another rat for it to be yeah. with, it doesn't, it doesn't become a drug addict. It doesn't choose the heroin yeah. water. And so what you're describing is like the same as all of the guests that have sat here with me is there's, there's this key moment, which is caused trauma. Yeah. And that's, um, and I think that's really empowering p- for people to know that, yeah. you know, it's not, it's something that's happened, right? And mm-hmm. you can address it from that perspective as opposed to just throwing drugs yeah, at yeah, it, thinking yeah, yeah. that something's broken. Yeah. But tell me about the therapy process. Because mm. I've not had therapy before, but I've always I've always been intrigued by it. At my company we we had a therapist for all of our team members. Yeah. Um and I would definitely have therapy. I
0: think I probably should. But what how was that process and did it help? Um, it was like it was strange. It made it did make me feel a lot better. Like I said, for me, I think. This is just who I am. I think some people love talking about things and just getting it off their chest, and it helps them that way for me. it was just the understanding once I understood it and then, like I said, I figured out ways to kind of deal with it as well. I don't think it ever goes away if you just figure out ways to to deal with it. I think if I'd got an uber here, I'd have probably actually been like more nervous. I don't think I, I wouldn't have like canceled but I'm not mm-hmm. at that level, but I would have still probably been a bit more like how okay. come? kind of. I don't know i think so you're not doing it i for me i love being like distracted okay. so i'd always like like tiktok for instance is like the perfect app for that i always found mm-hmm. because it was like it's really quick and it's like funny and like it would always like kind of put, it was always just really funny it kind of put me yeah. in a good mood and it's like really quick so if i was in an uber i'd try and do something like that or watch some like youtube videos and just keep my mind off kind of what i'm going to do
1: and chat before wouldn't didn't have that oh, like, yeah no way i'd
0: have been honestly when my brother would it, like talk about like his anxieties and like when he'd feel weird, I wouldn't want to come do anything. I'd like be like, what are you talking about?
1: Like, it was literally
0: like, a, just get over it. Come on, you'll be fine. That was like the classic thing. Like, oh, come on, you'll be fine. Like what could possibly go wrong? But In his mind, he's like listing all the things that can go wrong. It's just, you think of the worst case scenario pretty much. So um, yeah, once I kind of understood it a lot more and had my reasons uh like which helped me kind of get over it a little bit i then did kind of stop seeing her this was all very close like the show the show i kind of stopped once the show started for instance um and i haven't been back since because i think like i will happily say that like doing sas like saved me somehow it gave me like a new lease of life um not like i said not saying it's gone away by any means but I'd just a thing there of thinking I mean if I can do this and this being at like 6 o'clock in the morning jumping out of a helicopter backwards into literally like freezing cold water mm-hmm. in the middle of winter in Scotland I can definitely go and do a podcast or, sure. or something like that and that's kind of like what I like lived by and I still think of it sometimes I'm like oh my god Jack come on when I was like at my and at that point I was honestly at my absolute like worst mm. like the night before so I got there, I got to Scotland, and like the morning of, I tried to like pull out. So they took again when we got there, they took our phones off because we that like, you know just can't we see everyone who's on the show, so we can't text people. Like, oh, guess who's in the show? And then they like leak the stories or whatever. You like it I need doesn't my go document. out until May, but I was like I kind of need like I can quit. Yeah, I need, to, <laughs> <laughs> like, I need my phone so I can call my manager and tell her I'm not doing it. <laughs> like that's literally what it was. And the best thing that happened that they took my phone; otherwise, I would have pulled out. I guarantee it <laughs> but um they had like therapists on the show that i would like i'd spoken to quite a bit before and i was very open with them and they kind of knew i mean everyone going on they definitely had their struggles and they had their their battles and i'm not saying mine's worse than than anyone's but i was definitely like very like vocal about mine and was am not saying it's worse than anyone else's but i was like this is the worst it's ever been for me mm-hmm. like this is the worst i've ever been so <laughs> prepare yourselves for, <laughs> for me to be like a nightmare and yeah like i said i didn't not i like people say like oh, i didn't get a second of sleep the night before i literally didn't i was just sat there like staring at really? like freaking freaking out and i was just like what the hell like, am i gonna do and i knew we had to leave at like nine They like knocked on my door They're like, oh jack like you ready i was not ready what i mean so I, was, like, I, to, I was like i literally i was like i felt like crying i was like so emotional i was like, all over the place it was like really i'd never been like so bad it was really weird i felt like very like, uncontrollable and i was like can i use your phone i think i need to speak to the like therapist guy i was on the phone him for around two hours I'd del- i'd pushed back the whole first day of filming really? so much but they were like like amazing they were honestly like so good because Look, realistically, I think they knew I wanted to do it. I probably was going to do it. I was having a serious moment. They also knew that my mental health was in, like, a really bad place at the time. They were amazingly understanding and kind of patient with me. And, um, yeah, there was this kind of one one woman there who was, like, maybe the exec or, like, a producer, maybe the exec producer, but she was, like, my go-to, my go-to girl, and she made me do it because like i said i spoke to the therapist for ages and i was still a bit like oh god he gave me that very good thing of like you know one step at a time he's like get ready go downstairs see how you feel next step you know you're ready when you get in the car and get to the location and see how you feel and like and it was like that was like, again, they were like words of wisdom to me at that point. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to be able to do it. Because I'm just thinking to the end of the show. I'm of like, course. how the hell am I going to do seven days? It's like a mountain. Like, up. no way. Yeah. So he's like, you know, it's like one Breaching step at a time, down. like break it down. And that helped me so much. And then, yeah, I was just kind of with her. And
1: it's such good advice, I think, for anybody yeah. that's listening. That I mean pretty much in all facets of life, whether you're mm. trying to achieve something great or you're trying to overcome fear, yeah, breaking it down to, into smaller manageable pieces makes it... Absolutely. yeah. It was like a game changer for me.
0: How did like those simple, yeah, simple those simple words. words.
1: Just, but it just helps you think in a different yeah. way.
0: So uh, yeah, I was just kind of talking to them, talking to her, and I definitely, like I said, like, calm down. I was just like, hey, do you know what? Yeah, obviously do it, Jack. And I did want to do it. I was like, these things, this, this show's crazy. I want to give it a go. Like you know that Mm. piece of me still in me like oh i wish i if it was more like oh i wish i still had it in me to to kind of do that but i was like right let's go and and yeah just kind of got on with it had like very highs and lows in there every time we finished a task i'd feel literally like on top of the world like everyone in there Mm. you know you just accomplished something i never thought i'd be able to do especially like with how i was feeling then when we're kind of going to a task that's when i have the thing of oh, i'm gonna i want to pull out i want to like leave and that in the show you that's the kind of point you pull out when you've kind of reached your your, your limit and for me definitely for me a bigger part although physically i mean it was just hell like it was how i got like so hurt doing it like everywhere mm. but for me it was definitely a way bigger mental battle and i think probably everyone in there would say the same it's, you're thinking I don't need to do this <laughs> it doesn't yeah, make any yeah, of, yeah. Like, if I get to the end or not it doesn't actually really make a difference to me I really hit my limit about God. it was like four days in I think it was like a seven day thing it was like the fourth day mentally I was like drained but also I was like so physically hurt and had like one injury that was like really annoying me but and I remember thinking yeah cool I'm gonna get to tomorrow and see how I feel if it like still really hurts as in i was like, at a point where i couldn't like run it's more like a fast limp like oh yeah. and we got like halfway through that day and we just played a game called murderball which you can imagine is really fun yeah which involves being like rugby tackled by tony bell you, and nice. stuff like that so after that i was like i'm done yeah. <laughs> but the thing that like made me like a lot happy about it one i got further than i ever thought especially the days before it further than i ever thought i'd got like i never thought in a million years of when I feel like that I could be able to achieve those kind of things. And it really showed me like, you know, if you just commit, it's going to make me feel so much better mm. Like afterwards. Like if I stick through and just persevere and then at the same time, I was like, well, I've left after like completing something. So it was kind of like a, it was like a good sign off for me. I didn't get something and be like, ah, uh, no, thanks. Mm. I'm going to go. So like, I kind of, I was like, look, I'm just going to do this one, tick this off and then, it's probably time to go because i can feel like i'm gonna like die now (laughs) like everything's in so much pain Mm. and i was just like yeah i mean beyond exhausted so
1: and you could be proud of yourself at that point right? honestly
0: like i was so happy with how far i got it was like a you know kind of had to be there moment when you're going through all that to understand how hard it is to do that for that long but like two people get to the two people got to the end of the show so I was like, yeah, I was so happy with how far I got. And that really made me like feel like just so much better. And it kind of showed me like, you know, just physical exercise, and everything like that is so good for your like mental health. And like that. So I carried on running after that and like training really hard because in the build up I was training like twice a day, for like two months. Oh, wow. Where are
1: you at now in your life in terms of career, in terms of your mental health, in terms of
0: your personal situation? Yeah, like mental health, I feel pretty good. Like right now, I definitely have my days. Like about a month ago, I had like a weird week. I was like trying to help a friend who was going through it. And they, but they, well, who had just finally started talking about it and didn't know what was going on. And I was just explaining how it was with me. And it was like, that was the first time I spoke about it in like quite a while. So it just kind of made me, it just brings it all to, it just, yeah, it brings it to service. So it made me feel a bit like funny mm. for a few days. But like, to be honest with you, I think, like I said, a lot of my problems were, when i was going to things and trying mm. to do something where i felt really like uncomfortable kind of out of your comfort zone because that's yes, kind of with lockdown you just have to be at home a lot so i do definitely feel like comfortable and i think it's been quite good for my mental health and now when i have the days where i go out and i've got like you know a day of like work or something i've got going to go and do loads of things i'm really happy to kind of be out sure and stuff so it's kind of like yeah i think it's again Were you
1: nervous about coming here dropped. you kind of No, to i that. wasn't
0: do you know what i was nervous that I was gonna get nervous about coming. Oh. So when it came to, I was like, "Oh, I don't want to get to the day and be like, yeah. oh, I don't, I, yeah, i I'm, I feel a bit like weird." Yeah. Like, but, yeah, I feel like honestly completely fine. Like I said, I'd have you'd have probably heard.
1: No, I yeah, I would have well, yeah. I didn't feel great. <laughs> yeah. And so but, you, yeah. I hear talking about lockdown. I heard yeah. you. Um, you got in a little bit of relationship over lockdown. Which is um
0: yeah, seems a more. lot of a relationship. yeah, we were talking about this
1: before <laughs> we started recording, yeah, been with your girlfriend now eight months. How's that going? It's never easy. It's going to, incredibly well to have a lockdown relationship. Yeah, but...
0: it's definitely not like easy having a lockdown relationship, but we also don't know any anything else because we met like the beginning of last year. because we were neighbors, basically, mm-hmm. we were like our apartments doors opposite each other, and I moved in like the first week of March last year so that's kind of like how we met and she had a dog so there was lots of dog walk dates basically excuse (laughs) yeah was it was it difficult dating
1: when you were um really in your stride with youtube and you had like i imagine you people were stopping you a lot and stuff like that and when you had the you know the stuff on tv yeah
0: i didn't really date then to be honest with you because i'd like there was like two things one i had in my head of like you know i'm just so like focused on what I'm doing right now and I I didn't purposely not but I w- I didn't put much effort into you know it wasn't really one of my priorities whatsoever and I was just having you know I was enjoying I was like just living life I was having so much fun yeah, and yeah. like all of my friends were single as well so it just yeah. I don't know just didn't happen whatsoever there was no need for me to do that but also my brother got a girlfriend in his prime of like his his yeah. career and I think he would you know be the first to say that it I'm not saying this is for everyone at all, but my experience it like kind of held him back. Not in terms of she held him back, but you know, just having a girlfriend, you have different priorities and different focuses and stuff. They're focusing on their life, yeah. So I just like didn't have any real intentions. What, what's but. been
1: the upside of having a partner?
0: Because
1: um, I'm a single guy, so I'm like asking, I want you to pitch it to me. What's the the uh, <laughs> people are gonna think? People Everything. think I'm so like you're anti- just so
0: much happier. I feel. Still. I know it sounds so like <laughs> cringy, but I just feel like so much. Happier, like, I look at the days of when, you know, being single and like wanting to like go out and do all these things and like, For or like everyone... dating and stuff. Like, I look at it now, like, oh my god, so much like effort in a way. Whereas now it's so like just fun and like relaxed, and it's very nice to feel.
1: For everyone listening to this, but that can't see him, he's saying all of this, but he's shaking his head. At
0: some... <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Definitely do it. <laughs> but it's just like amazing being, you know, so comfortable with someone. I think for me especially that was like a massive thing. Cause I've been so uncomfortable in so many situations with like where I was at to then meet someone and and be in those positions where normally I would be uncomfortable. Sounds kinda of, like cringy, mm. but having her there makes me feel like so much better. She, without her even knowing it. Just yeah. being with someone and, and whatever makes you feel, you know, so good. And I've never had I've never I've actually never been in a relationship really. So this is kinda of like my first relationship, which I don't know if she likes or not, really. You don't, you don't know if she likes it? <laughs> yeah. No, as in, like, it's the fact that it's my first relationship, sometimes she's like, you know, I wish you'd maybe had a girlfriend divorce, so you'd know this or that and the other, mm. but I think she also likes the fact that she's my first. And Why wouldn't mm. someone want to be you? Um, I think the main one I'd probably say is there's, like, a lot of pressure, Like, but I'm the one putting that pressure on myself. No one's putting pressure on me but it's just a lot of, like, self-pressure. Like, I'm in control of, like, everything. I'm, like you said, it's a diary or, like, CEO. I'm, like, my own boss. I'm in control of everything I do. I'm in control of all my finances, like, what comes in, like, what goes out. It's all just kind of on me. So if I stop, you know, it all stops. If I work my hardest, then, you know, hopefully it kind of pays off. So it's just a a lot of pressure in terms of, you know, wanting to keep going and, like, so expand like taking like every opportunity you can get that's why you know I went from YouTube and then I did radio and then I was like oh I want to break that barrier to TV and then I started DJing and doing like music and going on tour and all these things it was like just grabbing every opportunity I can to kind of grow as much as I possibly can but it's like exhausting it definitely takes a toll and it, sometimes you do need to kind of step back but also like I said if I stop kind of everything stops so taking a step back is like
1: not possible.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a risk. That carpentry, was it carpentry? Yeah.
1: Job you had when you were yeah. 16. Does sometimes you wish maybe...
0: <laughs> sometimes I think I'm like, yeah, because, you know, my dad does fine for himself. He's had three kids and we've all turned out like fine and we've all done well for ourselves. Sometimes I feel like I would be so much happier but at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, Like when I look back at some of the things I've done in my life, I'm like, that's amazing. Like I'm like mm. so proud of myself for some of the things I've done. In the moment, it felt pretty cool but when I look back on it, I'm like, that was like, Huge, And you're still so young. Yeah, I'm 20, just about well, yeah, 26.
1: Taking all the pressure off, and I don't want to apply extra pressure here, but when you look forward at your, the next, I don't know, 20 years of your life, how in your mind do you see that kind of playing out? I don't mean like I'm going to be doing this exact thing, but yeah. I mean like, what are you looking for from life?
0: Um, I think I'm looking, like being completely honest with you, it's kind of like probably looking more into like, businesses and like business and having like i said i've got my own like production company right now that's doing probably way better than i thought it was going to be doing at this point which is good so like things like that just growing it as much as i can and you know kind of the classic i want to be like a boss and across so many things mm. not that i'm not working but you know mm. it's not like i've got a nine to five type thing so sure. I, it's kind of like like i was doing youtube because like, oh, i could kind of do whatever i wanted with my days but i knew i had to do like X kind of things and and you know, I'm still making like my money and everything like that. And I think, yeah, you know, I look at I'm probably not gonna be thirty years old making like these kind of YouTube videos anyway, who knows? Mm. But <laughs>
1: but um might be a niche for that.
0: Well. Yeah, yeah. So it's like realistically, I look at my life probably like trying to go into into that kind of direction, just building something else. Well, I'm
1: looking forward to seeing what you do next. Thank you. I'm um I'm going to be watching very, very closely now that I stalk you on social media. So um, <laughs> okay. I think like, you, as I say, you're like super young, but you have such a wealth of experience from everything yeah. you've been through. And I don't think, you know, sometimes we don't realize how how valuable some of that experience mm. has been until until later in life. And in fact, I still think about my hardest ever moments, starting a business as a young guy, as being my, um, some of my most traumatic moments as being my most valuable because they like, you have something that no one else has, right? You know, and you have experiences. Thank you so much for coming today. Your story is riveting and um, you've been so honest as well, which was the whole point of this podcast at the end of the day. Cause I also know that you've helped a lot of people by walking us through your journey with mental health, with, with, you know, and with learning a bit more about it. So, just want to oh, say thanks. a huge thank you. And um, you if you ever do me. start a podcast, we'll do this again. Once, yeah. you, once I can siphon up all your listeners. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, thank you so much. nice really Thank Thank you. Thank you. It's reduced IT cost because it lives in the cloud, so you can access it from anywhere, and the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite. My team and I don't have to worry about tasks being manual and clunky.